regret this. Welcome back to Dead Bath and Spies, a Star Wars podcast. I'm Ryan Daly, and today I'm flying solo. No guests this time. Flying solo and flying casual. So casual I'm not even wearing... Yeah, you know what? Never mind that. The reason I'm doing this show on my own is because I just wanted to put out a short little editorial commenting on recent developments in the Star Wars films. Back in the first episode of this podcast, I said that this is not a news show, and I think I've held to that with the exception of reviewing the official teasers and announcements from The Force Awakens. I don't want to delve too deeply into casting announcements, or even touch on rumors or leaked story points that might spoil bits of the movie. There was a recent situation, however, regarding the Star Wars anthology film series that I did want to opine on, and it concerns the exit of Josh Trank, who was signed on to direct the second anthology film that would come out after Episode Eight. I know that Josh Trank's departure surprised a lot of people, and from the sounds of things it really disappointed a lot of people. But not me. I was happy to hear Trank was out. It actually made me breathe easier, and I'll explain why. At the time of this recording, May 2015, Josh Trank has one feature directorial credit to his name. He directed a film called Chronicle three years ago. Chronicle got a lot of hype when it came out. I haven't seen it, but I heard from people that I trust the movie was good. It was entertaining. It used a very inventive ways to play with the found footage movie type. But the same people who told me they thought the film was good also said it relied heavily on a very clever script from writer Max Landis. That's what Josh Trank has done. He directed a movie that most people said depended on a good script to carry it. Based on that, Fox signed Trank to direct their Fantastic Four reboot. I could not get excited for this because I love the Fantastic Four, and I have zero confidence in Fox's ability to make the kind of Fantastic Four movie that I would want to watch. I'm not even ambivalent about the Fantastic Four reboot. I am actively hoping it will fail, and discouraging people from seeing it in the bitter hope that Marvel Studios can reacquire the film rights in my lifetime. So for the last year, as I have avoided news and rumors about Star Wars The Force Awakens, I would seek out news surrounding the FF reboot, cynically hoping that my fears will be validated. And everything I have heard told me this movie would suck. It sounds like another example of a comic book movie that has to apologize to the audience for its own source material. And I know most fans were with me in this pessimism and preemptive scorn until the first teaser dropped a couple months ago. The teaser, the first little glimpses of the film, changed a lot of people's minds. It gave them a little hope that the movie, while being different, could still be good. 
I vehemently disagreed with that. I thought the teaser looked awful, and I made fun of it on social media. People said it looked like Interstellar, as if that was a glowing endorsement. I said, yeah, it looked exactly like Interstellar. And it looked exactly like Prometheus. And it looked exactly like every sci-fi kids movie to come out in the last couple years, like The Hunger Games, Mockingjay, and The Maze Runner. There wasn't a single frame of originality in that teaser. It couldn't be less fantastic. A Fantastic Four story has to show you something that you've never seen before. Otherwise, the story's not doing its job. And the teaser didn't show me anything new. And based on that, I determined that Josh Trank doesn't have a vision of his own. Chronicle, I mean... A found footage film has to have a certain look. The form dictates that. And when Fox gives him a budget of a quarter of a billion dollars to make Fantastic Four, he churns out something that looks like everything else. That's not visionary. So when Disney and Lucasfilm said they were bringing him on board to direct a Star Wars movie, it left me cold. Cold enough that I thought, you know, if he's just doing an anthology film and it's not part of the greater saga, maybe I'll skip it. Then, over the last two months, more and more rumors and stories about the horrors and disasters of the Fantastic Four shoot began to surface. I had heard some of these stories over time, but they really started to mount right around the time that first teaser came out. Stories surfaced about Trank being uncommunicative during meetings with Fox executives and making comments during interviews that would have to be walked back and cleared up later. Stories of him berating cast and crew members. Stories of him leaving the set in frustration or simply not being able to make simple decisions. Was this project too much for him? Too big for him? Or was he struggling with some other issues that the Hollywood trades weren't reporting on? Cocaine's a hell of a drug. Then there were the infamous reshoots. Look, every big-budget movie like this has reshoots, but these weren't the standard industry kind. These were significant changes and additions mandated by the studio, and they came really late in the process because Kate Mara and Miles Teller were already working on other projects that they had to leave so they could come back and film more of FF. And word is that the writer and producer, Simon Kinberg, had to oversee these reshoots with another director serving as a quote-unquote consultant, not a second director. This was Fox doing a contortionist's trick to avoid violating Director's Guild of America rules. My favorite part of the story was a bullet that Trank allegedly trashed the house that he had rented in New Orleans while shooting FF, causing upwards of $100,000 in damages. The report later claimed that Trank's dogs caused the damage. As preposterous as that sounds, I actually kind of get it. That makes sense. I mean, Trank's not going to stay in a red roof inn while he's directing FF. He probably rented a palatial mansion that costs almost as much as the film's budget. One of his dogs could have peed on the rug, and that would have cost $100,000 in damage. So this really is a non-story, but it's still my favorite part because it shows how ridiculous things got and how much the trades and the studio have tried to paint Josh Trank as nightmarishly incompetent and unreliable. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. <laughs> what does all of this have to do with Star Wars? Well, two weeks before Star Wars Celebration in Anaheim, where they released the second teaser for The Force Awakens and the details about Rogue One, Two weeks before that, Lucasfilm said Josh Trank would be there and they would announce what his film was going to be. Except that didn't happen. Celebration came with no Josh Trank. 
Lucasfilm said he was sick and couldn't make it. But not only did they not have the director in attendance, they didn't give any details about what his project was. That was the moment that I knew he had been fired. Look, they could have just said he couldn't make it, but this is what the project is going to be, and they could have made a big spectacle about it. They buried that completely, because Trank was out at that point, and they had to scramble. It was a last-minute thing, I'm sure. That was when I knew he was fired, even though it would be another couple of weeks before they made that separation official. And the separation was worded as if Josh Trank walked away from the project to focus on more personal films. I built in a pause right there so you could laugh. That is the correct response. Yeah, it's obvious now that at some point during the two weeks between when Lucasfilm announced Trank would be at Celebration, and then the actual event itself, that they did a total about-face on the guy. And who could have convinced Lucasfilm that Trank was a problem that needed to be dealt with? That would be Simon Kinberg, the writer-producer of Fantastic Four, who also happens to be working with Lucasfilm on their Star Wars projects, like Rebels and some of the anthology films. Kinberg, who, from the sounds of it, should get all the praise if Fantastic Four isn't just an incoherent, muddling mess of young actors looking unimpressed by their own coolness. Kinberg, the trades now believe, told his friends at Lucasfilm that Trank is worse than midichlorians. Look, I don't know how much of this is true and how much is BS. All I know is that Josh Trank is not going to direct one of the upcoming Star Wars films, and I feel better for that. It's not like I have anything against the guy, it's just that from what little I have seen and heard, he isn't worthy of the hype that surrounded him a couple years ago. Maybe he will go off and do smaller personal projects and maybe they'll be good. In any event, I hope he gets help because, seriously, even though none of the trades or reports have mentioned drugs, probably because California has some really intense state laws regarding libel and slander, everything about this story describes a man with a serious drug habit. I don't want someone to suffer the agony of that kind of addiction just so I can get a better Star Wars movie. I want Josh to get healthy, and I want a better Star Wars movie. And I don't want those things to have any connection to each other. Anyway, that's all for this time. If you enjoyed the show, you can leave feedback at the blog page, deadbothandspies.blogspot.com, or the Facebook page at facebook.com backslash deadbothandspies. You can also leave a review of the show on iTunes, and you can track me down on Twitter at RyanDaily01 or the username Count Druncula. Dead Bath and Spies is not affiliated with Lucasfilm or Walt Disney Company, and the views expressed on this show belong solely to the speaker. All music and audio clips are used for entertainment purposes and are believed covered under fair use, and I make no money off this podcast, so no copyright infringement is intended. Thanks for listening, and until next time, bye.
brand new couch that was sweet, right? And he gets on the couch and says, why don't I stretch out? <laughs> and just started grinding mud on the couch, man. Right? Yeah, I remember grinding my feet on Eddie's couch. You remember why you did it? Because Eddie could buy another one. Fuck your couch, nigga. <laughs> buy another one, you rich motherfucker.